Hi, this is Dan. And this is Joe. And this is Enough Room. Hello, hello, hello. I know, we're back like a boomerang. Mm. <laughs> Thank again. you for joining us again. We hope you've all had a great week. Mm. Yeah, so far. The weekend is almost here, guys. We're hanging in there. And we've also got Andre hanging with us. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, Andre. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm the guest that's never leaving enough. Over- <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I was a pastor and I used to have pastoral staff under me, I would always say to them, I'm leaving today's service early. And by the end of it, it just became a joke. Like Ian Kenji, he was one of my assistants at the time because they would see me say goodbye, my first goodbye, and then they would literally count an hour to my last goodbye. pastoral visits like actually the kids knew that when i started saying bye beautiful people i I need to go now they would know that it was an hour later when i actually left (laughs) (laughs) just listening to your story so far and um even reading about you online because i'm a total stalker Mm -hmm. um i i went over and i had a quick look at you know some of the stuff you've done like even before um becoming a pastor, just your experience with, um, I think it was social work that was in there. I, I mean, you were a nominee for, I think it was Australia Day Citizen of the Year for community work, like you know, yes, amazing, yeah. amazing stuff. Um, so with all of that being said, you're now in New Zealand, you're in lovely Wellington, uh, working for the New Zealand um, Human Rights Commission. There's a lot of people right now and I've had conversations, I was literally having one uh, this week um, with one particular young man, and he was trying to figure out where is life moving to now? Like, I don't feel like it's going anywhere. Um, and he's like young, he's like 25. I'm like 30. Uh, so. My age. <laughs> no, <just> my age. <laughs> yeah, basically. You get me, you get me, Andre. Um, <laughs> And yeah, he's he's in this conundrum where he's like thinking, you know, life isn't turning up the way it should be. I am a gay Christian, so again, the lack of support there from the community. You and I are obviously in different parts of our lives. Um, but I guess I wanted to explore just a bit more. What do you think has worked for you? Like, what has actually carried you to where you are today? What has opened those doors for you? Um, could you just share a bit about that? I would say this, that this is going to sound really Tumblr, really Oprah, but um, nothing beats being yourself. And I do believe that this is God's plan and intention for all of us to be ourselves. I, Just in the same way that you two have been yourselves in terms of your relationship, your marriage, now the podcast as well, you will just continue to see, I'm sure it's been your experience, it has been mine, but as we continue to be ourselves, God's still a part of our lives and we continue to share what's going on for us, that more people will reach out to us and to actually share that they relate to the experiences that we're going through. That's because we've been ourselves. And I think that's all God wants from us, you know, in terms of, yeah, we absolutely must serve him, place him first, but placing him first in the context of being ourselves and being all of who we are. So um, so God has just continued to open doors for me, but I was scared because I thought, because the whole time you're in the closet and the whole time I was a pastor in the closet, I was always so worried about people finding out about who I was because I thought they might reject me or might hate me. And certainly some people have think 
have thought that I'm now, you know, you know, an apostate and terrible person and all that, but actually much more doors have opened for me because I feel like people feel that can relate and they're looking for answers. So when I went for my job at the Human Rights Commission, I came out publicly at the end of last year, but I haven't shared about when I first came out publicly to myself, which is about three years ago, and that was a really big acknowledgement. Number one, it was actually just saying that conversion therapy is not working for you, and also God loves you and you can be gay. So there was this whole process which I was coming out to myself and therefore started to come out to other people. When I applied for my job at the Human Rights um, Commission, um, which is about two years ago, my cover letter said, my name is Andre Afmasanga and I'm a gay Samoan man. I had never written that down anywhere before. When I went to my job interview, they sat down and said, tell us about yourself. And then for the first time, and I remember as the words came out of my mouth, it was so hard to say, but I knew I needed to say it. I said, my name is Andre and I'm a gay Samoan man. At the time, now it just rolls off my tongue. I can just say it and I'm very proud to say it. But when I was first expressing that out loudly, for the first time, there was so much shame and stigma attached to that statement that I was too embarrassed to say it because I didn't know how people were going to take me, you know. And also it was the acknowledgement to myself that all these things that I thought were bad, that I was pushing against that. And um, and all I want to say is this, is that I've, as I've just continued down that journey, God has been with me. He's really just opened doors that only he can open. Um, and then just being in the gay world, as I've you know started to introduce myself in the gay world, my other thing is like I'm a Christian because that's the C word in our community, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, the church has been so horrible for so many years um, to the rainbow community that uh, for us to identify as Christians somehow implies that we are part of this, um, that we're complicit in the harm that the church does to the world. So, you know, those of us, and you guys would know this, who are gay Christians on one hand, you know, to the Christians, like we're not Christian enough and we're evil and we're bad. And to the gays, we're like complicit in in the harm, you know. So we really are an anomaly. We find ourselves in these two places. So, But for all of these things, we've just got to be ourselves because I'm sure if you guys have experienced, the more we are ourselves, the more it helps to normalise the narrative so that other people can also be themselves as well. And, you know, people have literally reached out from all around the world to say that this is my story and that the weirdest of places that I would never have, I never would have thought that my story, live long me here in New Zealand, um, that that story would go far. Uh, but it goes far because we're just being ourselves and, and the world needs more of that. And the church needs that straight on, um, gay or not. Actually, this church at large just needs to be that. Even for straight people. We're not even that for straight people, you know, so we need to do that. Yeah, and and I feel like there there's the flip side to that as well. Um, it's interesting how just being able to acknowledge out loud mm. that you're gay yeah. um, or bi or whatever yeah. it is has such a power. Absolutely. Identifying who you are Absolutely. has such a power to it. Um, and I'm listening to you speak about you know writing that line down and even introducing yourself. And then I remember I was walking down with huge banners at Mardi Gras 
Um, you know, it's like, um, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely it's, it's crazy how much power that has. And I think on the flip side, cause I'm just thinking about how, you know, Christianity being the C word in, um, the LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, being on dates and, um, you're making small talk and then you bring up like, oh yeah, I'm Christian the reaction that that sometimes brings or the questions or yeah, yeah. the looks, I guess, like, oh, you're Christian sort of yeah. thing. Um, and I'm just thinking of, you know, young Joe or whoever it is. How do we, I guess, how do we balance that out? Like embracing our sexuality, yeah. but at also at the same time trying to hold on to our beliefs. Like how do we make peace with those two things? Yeah, I think... Uh, you know, I think of the book of Acts when they were trying to figure out how to get through this situation in terms of looking after the poor but also preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I, sorry, so there was that. And then I also think they were also trying to figure out circumcision mm. for Jewish people. Anyway, this really beautiful text and it actually says they made a decision and it says it seemed right to us and the Holy Spirit. So there's this romantic notion that the Bible leads and guides us prescribes to us what we need to do for every single instance in life. And in fact, Mm. it doesn't. You know, the Bible is a guideline and an example to us. And then we have the Holy Spirit who is leading us, you know, uh, which is the Bible, you know, the Spirit is the Bible come to life, you know, through us and Mm. help us like enact what it means to be a Christian. Anyway, that's all to say this, that, Bible and the Holy Spirit teach us to be gay Christians and and that's why we need to share our stories because as we share our experiences it actually gives permission to other people to learn from for either good or bad from our mistakes and also from the things that we've done okay to learn from those and it gives them a reference point as they're navigating this world so can I just say again to you guys just big ups not only for the podcast but been a young gay couple that have decided to also get married because now that becomes a new narrative by uh, which young gay people christian people can aspire to you know um because you really have to be a trailblazer because it hasn't been there before um so you know so just hats off to you guys so i think what we do is allow God to lead us and then we hope for the best we go, you know, and, um, yeah. and we're asking God to lead us. And if it's wrong, God, you know, help me, you know, and help me to yeah. you know, correct it and, and to get on track. Yeah. It's and interesting sort of hearing you talk about how important it is for us to share our stories and, and, and also just how widely they can be, um, they can be heard. Um, because I think, you know, recently since getting married i know i've had some messages from people and my heart just goes out to them because i can tell they're they're sort of asking what's it like to have a husband what's it like to have this life partner and um how have you sort of managed to get to that point and and you know sometimes they've got you know i wish i could be like that i wish i could experience that but I know from the the places in the world that they're messaging from, I know that just, uh, look, this is sort of stereotypical, but at the same time, uh, legitimately, the church is so conservative and even society in some of these places is so conservative and is, it is 
just not open to a different way of thinking when it comes to sexuality. Um, and, and so often I'm just thinking, you know, for me in, in, in our societies, we are so blessed and so privileged to live in, in places where, um, the, the government in many ways is standing up for our rights, even if the church isn't, but in some places in the world, people have no one on their side and they're just living in a society that, you know, society won't accept them. The church won't accept them. Um, and I, and I'm often thinking how I don't even know where to start within, with sort of encouraging them or, or, or what to do because I, I want them to be able to be authentic and be true to themselves. But I also acknowledge that's in, in, that's much easier done in, in our society. Um, but then there's a part of me that thinks, well, hold on to the fact that you believe that the Bible is not against homosexuality and, and you do believe there is a new way, a different way of understanding and reading scripture and just trust that the Holy Spirit will move and, um, and, and, you know, and bring his church on a journey no matter where they are in the world. Um, but, you know, I know that takes time and I guess the point I'm trying to get at here is, is do you think that there is, um, I guess, some special advice for those sorts of people who find themselves in a place where they don't feel like they can be themselves in society or their church or their family? Um, is, I guess, is there some hope for them? I think this is where the prayers of those of us uh, who are not in their position, who enjoy the privileges that you have just talked about because we live in these countries or um, where we can, where we've got a choice to express our uh, orientation and our um, sexuality, etc. that we really need to pray for those people who are in those different places in different countries, you know, who, who can't, you know, be, be themselves. So it's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is before I get to encouraging or before we get to that person or advice for that person, this is why um, this conversation that there needs to be onus, ownership on the systems that are at play that prevent people from being themselves, either in a church context or in a society, because so much of the time, you know, uh, so for instance, this young person reached out to me on Instagram and um, and said, look, and I happen to know this person's parents, and they said, look, I, I'm rainbow, and I don't know how my parents can take it. Have you got some advice for me? And I'm so sorry, but I have left that young person on hold now for like three days, I think, uh, because I don't know what to say to them. I don't know what to say to them if they're a stranger. I don't to say to them because I actually know the appearance, you know. Um, so, you know, people are in a really tough situation. What I would say to them, though, I think, is that I would say, um, parents, please, whatever your concerns are, please speak to someone with lived experience uh, who is rainbow and who represents the dominant view. So not a random person that, you know, that is an ex-gay like someone that, you know, to be honest, people like you two. In fact, I think that's what I will do. I'll actually, if you don't mind, I will ask that those parents to reach out to you two, you know, and if they've got some questions to actually ask them of people like you guys. Uh, but going back to the onus thing, I think the ownership can't be on young people too much because 
life is so difficult. You don't have a lot of agency when you're young. You uh, question yourself, whether you're, even if you're straight, you're questioning yourself. You just don't know where things are at. And this is why education is really important, you know, for churches and for parents as well um, around this issue. Um, but to the person, young person or not, I would just say to them that, um, man, that God really loves you and, um, and take a step of faith and be bold and come out to yourself. You know, I know that might, you know, even to yourself, even in your prayers, like test the types of prayers that you can have with God, with your sexuality, you know, and your gender and your orientation all intact, you know, and and test it, say those things out loud, like I am gay, you know, or I am rainbow and I do love you, God, you know, and have that conversation with God at least. And then, and let's see what God does in terms of the doors that he opens. And, you know, thankfully we lived in a really um, technologically connected world where there's people that you can reach out, reach out to online. That is, um, I think that's so true. To, to be honest, I um, I know how much I have appreciated just the opportunity that technology has brought us to be able to, to talk to people, no matter where they are in the world, no matter where they may find themselves, just being able to share stories, um, you know, to listen to their story, to share my story, and through that, encourage one another. Um, and I think I must admit that is something that I am just so grateful for. And I believe it's such a blessing is for those people who just find themselves in these situations where they feel trapped, at least they can talk to other people that they can relate to, that can encourage them and let them know that, um, there is certainly a better way. And certainly when it comes to God, who, who transcends everything, um, he does love them. And mm. there is hope there. They do not have to give up on him. And yeah. yeah, I think that's so powerful. And 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 to your point there, Andre, just with you know trusting God and having that faith with God and being open and honest with God and declaring who you are mm. um, to Him, I just find it so interesting. I think it's a proverb. It's a saying somewhere um, that goes along the lines of you know we can only see as far as the ends of our noses. Um, and I think that's often the, the issue. Like I remember when I first moved over from New Zealand up to Brisbane and I didn't know what was going on. I was like Moana. Consequently, Moana came out the same year. Um, but you know, I was like standing there on the edge of the ocean, (laughs) wondering what's going, how far I'll go sort of thing. Um, and I think a lot of times that can be sort of the barrier between us taking that first step is where will I end up? How far will I go? Um, where will this journey take me? Um, cause yeah, it's, it's new ground. And a lot of what we're doing, like, you know, Daniel and I, yourself, um, a lot of other voices out there in the, um, queer Christian community, they are breaking new ground. Um, and I think a lot of times there's that fear, like, how far will I go? Where will this journey take me? Um, and I, I just loved what you had to say there about, you know, um, trying out those different prayers with God, uh, being open and honest with him, declaring who you are with him, and then trusting and have that faith that, you know, he's in control and he's mm. got this. He's got this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And look, I just think the ownership put the gay issue aside is that our denomination has done a very poor job 
of um, of us having our identity, a secure identity in Jesus. Mm. Um, you know, I remember I was speaking at a big camp one year and I was in the accommodation uh, and I remember going into the shared kitchen and there was an older Adventist woman there. She would have been 70 plus. And, um, I, you know, I, she asked me what I'd preached that night for the young children. And I said, I can't wait, you know, in terms of us living in heaven on earth and that, you know, we're all going to be in heaven. And she was 70 plus and she was like, I don't know if I'm going to be in heaven, you know. And um, and I think there's a lot of Adventists who just don't, uh, do not know their who aren't secure in their salvation, who aren't secure in their identity in Jesus. So put the gay thing aside. It's no wonder they think that the conditions are tenuous for us and that we're on our way to hell, which we don't even believe in in the same way that the world is. It's because they don't believe that for themselves. So to our shame and to our detriment, we have not taught um, this Jesus that that is everything he is, that when we read the Bible, do you know? And so we need to have that type of conversation as well. We've, we've really made knowing Jesus and having a relationship with him quite slippery and so focused on what we do or we don't do wrong. It's all about us, really. That's what the sort of relationship that we've sort of um, cultivated for, for up-and-coming Christians and also so tightly linked to the church as well. This is why pastors and youth pastors really need to be teaching um, kids like a relationship with God outside of the church because the stats are is that it's highly likely that you know, those young people will leave the church or our church schools, you know. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, how can people have this faith with God that is ever strong no matter what conditions, you know, situation they find themselves in in the future? So, you know, just in general, we've done a disservice, unfortunately. I, I have... Um... Uh, I almost said we have this hope, uh, but I have this. <laughs> I have this hope, and I, I feel like I can see that it's you know coming about in terms of visibility uh, with the work that you're doing, Andre. Like even kinship, uh, which for those who don't know, kinship is um, an organisation that works for and supports um, uh, former current Adventists who are part of the Rainbow community. Um, or even family members and allies as well. You don't even have to be uh, Adventist. But um, it's so interesting in the Adventist context, just how visible they've become recently and the type of work and the type of projects and the things that they've just been pushing out. And things are, in my view, getting better, but you know, there's still a lot more that needs to be done. Um, and I guess that's why I really appreciate um, this conversation. I really appreciate, um, Andre, you uh, taking time out of your day to spend it with us and everyone else who's listening. Um, it's just been such a blessing, and I just mm. thank you so much uh, for that. If anyone wants to maybe hear more about what you have to say or connect with you, um on social media could you just maybe drop your handle so let us know how they could do that yeah sure so on facebook um andre afamasanga um then also twitter the same uh, andre dot afamasanga andre afamasanga and on instagram style uh Uso as well yeah so please feel free to reach out and then obviously messenger as well yeah. yeah, thank you so much it's it's just been wonderful hearing all of your thoughts just the way you think and I know that there is so much more that we could probably chat about. Um, 
but we we just really appreciate your time and yeah. and your experience that you are you have been willing to share to be an encouragement to other people. Mm. It, it is it is really a blessing. Oh, thanks so much. And again, thank you, you guys, for what you guys do. It's wonderful. Um, you guys are role models for me in so many ways. So thanks for just contributing to this new way, this new normal, sort of this this nuanced narrative that actually you can be gay and you can be Christian, you know, um, and Adventist as well. So thank you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Enough Room. We'll be dropping another episode in about a week's time. So until then, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Till next time. Bye.